This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. All right, just a couple of segments left on this Saturday night here on the BetQL Network with Brendan Tobin and Jake Noaker. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. And let's go ahead and spin the wheels forward to next week and start at the top UFC 288 the odds are out and the fights are good Henry Cejudo Triple C is back taking on the funk master Aljamain Sterling not only is Aljo unbelievably disrespected over his last handful of fights where he's been the underdog and two out of the last three of them but when he ends up winning the fights he still doesn't get the credit that he deserves and you asked the question earlier to our guest Andrew Gombas if you missed that check it out on the podcast what happens if Cejudo, I shouldn't say what happens if Aljo wins this fight. Does he get the credit that he deserves? What more does he have to do? How many more people does he need to take out? How many more times does he need to defend the belt? It's not like it was, I get it. People are upset that he was out for as long as he was, and people are upset that he didn't try to come back and fight against Piotr Jan, right? Yeah, come on. Anybody listening right now, I believe, is a human. Maybe you have your dog with you, but you're probably a human. And maybe you would do the same thing in, in the moment. So I don't hold any of that stuff against Aljamain Sterling. I actually think that he is the most disrespected and one of the most underrated champions that I can ever remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I see both sides of it, right? There he like, goes. It, Go ahead, throw some shade. I don't want to, because I think Aljo, look, I think Aljo is obviously one of the most talented bantamweights on the planet. I mean, like, he's reigning over what we all say show week in and week out is the best division in the sport. Yeah. But like, look, the DQ of him getting the belt, the Jan fight was very close. TJ he fought a guy, uh, you know, who was coming back off of the juice, you know, wasn't quite the same. Also seemed like he went into the fight with an injury, you know, so I get it. Now he's going to take on a guy who's also been out of the octagon for a long time. So I guess, what does he have to do? I don't know. I mean, is it beats? Is he's beaten Sanhagen before? He's choked him out, so it's not like he hasn't beaten the number one guy in the division. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I do think that I feel like he's got to win this fight impressively, and I think that's a maybe that's an unfair ask of me, but I feel like this has to be one where it's like he has to he has to show out against a guy who's been out a little bit. You know, you're coming in with a big time advantage. You've been active. You've been at it. You've been taking on the Lions. Like, 
don't if, if this is a close fight i think he is gonna get dogged again even that, even if that is unfair i'm looking at it the opposite way i think if cejudo wins it can't just be by decision you know uh you know ho-hum he won by the cards i think he needs to make it interesting because he got the the, the the quick road to the fight when as you mentioned it's a really interesting weight class where literally four or five guys could claim the title or at least number one contendership, and then all of a sudden Triple C goes, I think I want to get back in the USADA pool and come back. And Dana goes, all right, nephew, we'll go ahead and put you in the title fight right away. By the way, the last time that Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling lost a fight, I don't know what you were doing back then, but it was on December 9th of 2017. So we're talking coming up on five and a half calendar years that Aljo has lost a fight and you just came up with literally like eight reasons to discredit him off the top. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like he can't win for losing for winning. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't make the rules. I just, you know, perception is reality. I like, I like him. I think he's a great personality too. Um, I remember, you know, funk master on the come up, like this guy, everybody was excited to watch him fight. It's just, it's you you can't can you disagree that it's been a weird title reign no he said himself that it's been a weird title reign by the way if you like his personality you're going to want to join tapped out next week fingers crossed we're going to have the funk master himself aljamain sterling also a great nickname from henry great nickname henry cejudo is supposed to join us uh might get a chance to hear from Dorino gilbert burns so that's lots of fun as always don't want to miss the show coming up next saturday right here on the BetQL network. By the way, who do you like in that fight? Because if if I haven't maybe um, expressed how I feel, I think Aljo wins the fight. Like, he always wins these fights. Who you got? I agree with you. I think that Henry being out as long as he has, while I don't think it's going to affect I – don't, I don't think it's going to affect him as much as it would others because he is he has that grappling to lean on. He's going up against a very good grappler and a good wrestler in Aljo, a guy who's obviously a very dangerous submission artist. And honestly, I feel like this is one where if I was Henry and I have we have seen him win some fights with his hands, I would let go, man. I would be one of those guys where it's like, hey, if this site's going to be standing, I feel like that's where he actually has a huge advantage here because Aljo's hands are a bit suspect. I think that's where you can see now. He's, he's a great range finder. He's great at using his kicks. Um, He's a great defensive fighter, so maybe that's a, a little bit, you know, throw, you know, throwing out the kitchen sink. Maybe that's something that that Henry goes to a little bit later after some stuff's not working. But you know, no, I, I do feel like for for whatever you want to say about Aljo, and certainly I have, I'm not going to back off saying that I've discredited him here a little bit, and I feel bad about that. Whatever you want to say, the dude wins. He finds a way to get his hand raised, and that you do have to give him credit for because he is very good at it. Do you feel bad because he's going to come on our show? No, I don't feel bad because he's coming on the show. Like, it is what I think he knows. I think one of the things that is cool about Aljo is he knows, right? Like, I, I, I do, I, I do, res- I respect, I respect the fact that he's one of the more open guys, and I don't think he cares about that stuff anymore. Um, because it's still interesting. I, I'll never say that I'm not interested in watching Aljamain Sterling fight. That's not true. I mean, I like watching the guy fight. He's an entertaining fighter. He's a captivating personality. I think he is looking for that signature win. Um, if he does it over a former double champ, it feels like something that should give him credit. I just feel like he's going, he's one of those guys. It feels like it's almost cursed. Like he's not going to get the credit because he hasn't gotten the credit for anything so far. 
He is the funk master, Aljamain Sterling, the king of cringe, triple C. Next Saturday night, main event from Jersey. Producer Jake's actually going to be in the house. That's a pick em. Co-main event, Bilal Muhammad takes on Gilbert Dorino Burns. I love when guys get back into the octagon after fighting a few weeks before. I've always found that as an advantage. As long as you didn't get completely beat up, right? As long as your cardio is still going to be there. In the case of Dorino, I don't have any question marks there. For Bilal Muhammad, a guy that always asked for this fight and that one, Finally, they give him, I guess, you tell me, is this a number one contender fight? And I think we would both agree that Gilbert Burns should have been the favorite heading into this fight. But a minus 140 and the comeback on Bilal Muhammad at plus 120, I would have said more like even money on Bilal Muhammad, minus 110 on Gilbert, basically a pick em fight. What say you? Um, I love the fact that Gilbert's just getting right back in there. I mean, like, we, we, we have talked about these guys who will just do it anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And I feel like the new crown of that has to go to Gilbert Burns because, you know, it, it's so funny to me because this guy's so nice. I mean, Sean, he's legitimately, I don't know if there's a nicer man in sports than Gilbert Burns, but this guy is a, a, a few weeks removed from beating Jorge Masvidal in his hometown and then going on the podium afterwards and telling the UFC, either give me, the title shot next or release me so I can go to PFL and win a million dollars. And then it's like a week later, never mind. I'll save your co-main event. <laughs> I mean, like that, that is Gilbert Burns in a nutshell. Like even that we, even at that same press conference is like, you know what? I said some things leading up to that. Bala Muhammad. I don't, I don't want to say those things about Bala Muhammad. He's a good guy. I respect him a lot. Like he's just such a gem of a guy, but he's also a monster. Uh, he's a monster when that cage door closes. And I do think there's something right now where he's got a little bit of that, like, no one's stopping me on this run. And I love the fact that he's taking this fight on short notice. I feel like it's it's almost an advantage to him because Bilal doesn't have quite the, the time to prep for him. Um, it's going to be interesting because you're talking about Two guys who, again, are, are good grapplers. Bilal's definitely got a, I guess you would say, a wrestling advantage. But, you know, Hamzat didn't ragdoll Gilbert Burns. So am I supposed to believe that Bilal will? Got a hard time believing that. Uh, is he going to outstrike him? This ain't Sean Brady, dude. All respect. Like, you're talking about a guy who wasn't getting his first crack at the bright lights. You're talking about a guy who has lived in the bright lights now for a long, long time. Um you know, I, I just I, I favor Gilbert. I think that he's a little bit more experienced. He's taken on the creme de la creme. Uh, he's kind of dictating the terms on this fight. Not a fight that he was thrilled to take. I think initially when the matchups were out there, um, especially with Bilal, you know, supposedly like backing out at the time that it was initially offered. Now he gets it on short notice, kind of as the hero to to say I want that fight. And then both are, and credit to Bilal for taking it too. But nah, I, I, I'm I'm leaning Gilbert uh, on this one. Bilal, by the way, hasn't lost a fight in four years. It's been since 2019. You mentioned last time he took out Sean Brady before that, Vicente Luque, Wonderboy, Damian Maya. So big names that at the time were in their prime and different styles of fighter, which Doreen yeah, Burns his, certainly is. So, you know, he's got that but, in his back pocket. Yeah, and to Bilal's credit, that Sean Brady performance, Sean was kind of, I think, everybody's darling at welterweight to be like, oh, this guy's next wave, and he's going to be Knocked his ass the contender nobody's, and, and beat the brakes off of him. And honestly, the, the, the big knock on Bilal was not an exciting fighter. His fights are boring. And, man, he shut a lot of people up with that performance against Sean Brady. So 
yeah, if that guy shows up against Gilbert Burns, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to make for a hell of a fight. I think that could, that, you know, that could potentially be a fight of the night candidate if you get that guy. This is a great card, UFC 288 from Jersey next Saturday night. We already talked about the main event, Cejudo versus Aljo. The thing I like about it is it feels like at the top of the last few pay-per-view cards, we've kind of gotten some one-sided stuff, right? Like Gilbert Burns has to be the most difficult fighter for Las Vegas to figure out, where he goes in there as Hamzad. Eh, now that I say that, maybe Alexander Volkanovsky. But all that does is makes my point. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are even fights. It's not one-sided mm -hmm. where if you told me Cejudo beats Aljo, no surprise there. If you told me Bilal Muhammad beats Gilbert Burns as an underdog, no surprise there. Jessica Andrade comes in and favored her fight, but not a huge favorite at minus 180. Charles Air Jordan fights against Cron Gracie. Gracie's a dog, but two to one. Like, we're not seeing those big three and a half to one, four to one type of fights, which is either good or bad, depending on who you like to bet, which brings us to friend of the show, Bryce Mitchell. Why? Why is the man who likes to eat ants a plus 260 underdog? I feel like I should empty my bank account on him. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm wondering a couple things on this one. One, uh, Mobzar has obviously been tough. I mean, the guy has been on an absolute roll. So you're talking about him taking on an undefeated fighter, which he just was before he lost to Ilya yeah. Taporia. Taporia kind of diced him up. It was a short notice fight. Yes, he said he wasn't 100% going into that. But I think that that's one of the things with uh, with with uh, Thug Nasty. Like it's you're you're looking at a guy who people just saw him get kind of dealt with by Taporia and now they think okay are we were we too high on this guy is it were we a little bit too over the board I'm with you I think it's a little bit too much of a disrespect the odds makers having him at this number but I think that's what it is is that he just got dealt with his last fight and so we see this sometimes if a guy has a really bad performance the correction is he's got no shot the next time especially if he's going up against another killer another guy who is going to be this upcoming prospect which is you know, where Tapori just kind of swooped in and was able to get that for him. And hey, listen, we we talked to Bryce that before that fight. He's like, listen, the only time, the only reason I'm taking this fight on short notice, I need the money. I got to take the fight. And so it's a, you know, it's a little bit of a better situation for him than this last one was. But I think that's what it probably is. The odds makers are down on him because of his last performance. Well, what's a better nickname, Thug Nasty or the Funk Master? Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Thug Nasty. I'm going to leave myself out of it because they call me the Sports Machine, which has to be the corniest nickname in the history of radio. So we'll just go ahead and leave that one alone. Um, we've also got Drew Dober on that fight versus the steamroller, Matt Frivola. What's your early lean in that one? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm going Drew Dober on that one, man. I feel like he is sneakily... One of those guys where, like, he's also just never quite gets his uh, his just due night uh, fight in and fight out. But he's a dangerous striker, man. He 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 has those hammers and and seemingly like will always come up with a highlight reel when you're uh, you're not quite expecting it. So, you know, he thrives in these situations, and uh, I think that he gets the win.
Let's spend a couple of minutes before we get to our final commercial break of the show talking about tonight's main event. Song Yedong, even money, taking on Ricky Simone at minus 120. Does this feel like one that goes to the cards to you? Because both these guys like to bang. I don't think it goes to the cards. I think we're going to get a finish tonight. I almost feel bad with how much it's getting overlooked because it's like, well, you know, it was originally supposed to be last week. They moved it. So, you know, good that they get a main event. But, you know, we're talking about how good this division is at 135 and feels like if it was another division, you had these guys this entertaining, um, it would get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more respect and eyeballs. But still, man, I, I think that they're both going to be going to make a statement. I think this, we see these 135 fights. They're typically really, really entertaining. Um, and uh, I like Ricky. I think Ricky's going to get it done tonight. I'm going to try to pin the tail on the donkey, so get more specific with me. You like Ricky Simone? Give me a round, and how's he going to finish him? My knockout? Um, I'm going to go round three by sub. Round three by sub. And during the commercial break, I will make that official on the BetMGM app. Coming up next, it is the week of the NFL draft, which means we're going to draft some UFC fighters before we get out of here. You're locked into the BetQL Network. 